Yo, I am back with another episode, and today I want to talk about RIR versus RPE. What even is that? So, RIR stands for Reps in Reserve, and RPE stands for Rate of Perceived Exertion, or Rating of Perceived Exertion, or even Rating of Perceived Effort, if you would like. Uh, basically, these are auto-regulation tools that we can use when we work out to determine certain things like how much we're going to lift, how many reps we're going to do, um, and these things dictate our choices and essentially help us to progress over time whilst also considering fatigue and the general nature of being a human and having other things to think about and worry about in life and not always being able to progress in a standardized way. So to explain that a little bit better, a more traditional approach to weight training would be to have a training program and look to increase the amount of weight that you use over the weeks or look to increase the amount of sets that you do over the weeks or look to increase the amount of reps that you do over the weeks, obviously, right? So that's progressive overload. That's always going to be a goal of ours. However, you log your training and you know what you did last week, but then this week you had way less sleep uh, you got drunk on the weekend or you're dealing with work stress or whatever it might be and you know that you're dealing with a lot more fatigue and you're not going to be as strong as you were last week. So the smart approach is to not look at what you did last week and you know force yourself to use the same weights and try to get more reps or you know progressively overload in that manner or follow a one rep max percentage program where it's like hey you did 70% of your one rep max last week for eight reps. So this week you have to do 75% of your one rep max for the same amount of reps or whatever it might be. Um, you know, auto regulation is about understanding that we have to adapt our training loads and methods and ways to progress around our day to day stresses and the fact that in most cases we're not going to just simply be able to, um, you know, increase the load or increase the weights or the reps or the sets. Uh, over time, um, you know, in the short space without considering these factors. So what we do with this is, hopefully that makes sense, by the way, but what we do with this is we decide, okay, so last week I did that and, uh, you know, maybe I trained it to absolute failure last week, hypothetically, right? And you did your 70% of your one rep max and you got your eight reps and you just made it, uh, you know, this week, you still do the 70% of your one rep max and you only get six reps and you just made it, right? So there's equal effort, uh, both to failure on different days with different levels of fatigue and other different considerations to, that come into play. You could say that you maximized your, your best efforts or you performed your best efforts last week and you got eight reps and you performed your best effort this week and you got six reps. And there's, this thing, there's just things that come into play uh, in life that kind of affected that outcome. Now, rather than being stuck and feeling like you're going backwards with your training, uh, rather than risking injury because you're trying to force yourself to progress, you know, over time, we can auto-regulate our training and we can adjust the amount of sets or reps that we do or the weight, etc., to deal with that. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's a sound explanation of auto-regulation and RIR and RPE. Now, RPE is a little bit more standardized. It's the one that uh, most people would follow. And basically, 
we have an RPE scale from 1 to 10. Now, if you were to train at an RPE 10, it basically means you're training to failure. If you're training at an RPE 9, it means that you're doing, uh, you're using a, a tough weight and you're doing, you know, good reps, but you probably could have done one more rep. You had one rep left in the tank. Uh, RPE 8 would mean that you had two reps left in the tank and RPE 7 would mean that you had three reps left in the tank or more. So basically if you're training and you do a certain exercise, let's just say that you do a back squat and you do five sets of five um, and you decide that you want to train at an RPE of eight, you would do your first set and you would ask yourself, how many reps do I think I could have done on top of what I just completed? And if you're like, you know what, I probably could have done three or four more reps, that was pretty comfortable. You then increase the weight and you try to find a weight that has you performing your five sets of five reps with each set allowing you to probably do another two more reps before you went to complete failure. So this is called submaximal training where we're not looking to go to complete failure uh, at every opportunity, but rather we're trying to perform good technique, uh, good range of motion and actually build on our training efforts over time and be able to repeat what we just did. So if you train to failure for one exercise, one set, your next set is probably going to suffer and the set after that's probably going to suffer and uh, the exercises after that will probably suffer too, right? So if we can train sub-maximally and you know, maybe leave one or two reps left in the tank for each exercise, for each set, for most sets, you're probably going to see better outcomes in the bigger picture around training progression, not building up as much fatigue and uh, you know getting results. So essentially with RPE training, we're looking to use a scale. We're looking to you know give ourselves or assess ourselves as we train. And we're looking to find a weight that is suitable for us to obviously make progress, be close to failure, but not at failure and hit our desired uh, you know rep target and at the desired amount of intensity, uh, meaning, you know, one or two reps left in the tank or maybe three reps left in the tank. So the RPE scale is quite good. Uh, I really like it and I've used it for many years now. And, you know, if you do an exercise and you're trying to get an RPE eight to five reps as an example, and, you know, you complete your set and it felt like you could have done an extra three or four or five reps, you just call that a warm up and then you go heavier and then you know you try to find the right weight. Uh, the first week of training with the RPE scale is probably gonna be a little bit of uh, learning the process and learning your strengths, but then once you've got it sorted, after a few weeks you can be like, okay, well last week I did you know, 120 kilos and it was an RPE eight for five. You know, I'll try to go heavier this week and still make it feel like an RPE eight if I can, but if, it, if I can't, I can't. And I'm gonna focus on leaving two reps in the tank and if you choose a certain weight, let's say you went heavier, you went to 130 kilos, you really wanted it to be an RPE eight as well, but then you you know, you know, only got three reps and that felt like an RPE nine or eight, you obviously have to adjust the load to suit. So you gotta reduce your training load uh, because you haven't hit your rep target. So that is the RPE scale. Uh, you know, it's just a simple way to assess your efforts and adjust your load to hit a certain rep target um, and a certain level of intensity to manage and control fatigue 
but still make progress over the time and uh, not uh, find yourself getting injured because you're trying to push uh, weights that are heavier all the time uh, at the same rep target and you're not jeopardizing your technique and you're also understanding that recovery uh, is variable. It's not always going to be the same. And uh, sometimes, you know, stress gets in the way and we can't always force progression. Sometimes we just have to, uh, you know, just deal with the nature of of life and, uh, you know, adjust our loads to suit our rep targets and our level of intensity. So that is RPE. And that's what I've used for the most part uh, in my lifting career. Actually, that's a lie. That's what I've used probably for the last, I would say, maybe five to six years. And then prior to that, because I have been training since 2004, prior to that, it was mostly percentage-based lifting. So it was like week one, this percent of your one rep max for this many reps. Week two, this percent of your one rep max for this many reps. And it was kind of like the the load was fixed based on your one rep max and the rep target was fixed uh, based on you know the periodized programming that was put together. So there wasn't any leeway for adjusting the load or adjusting the reps and you kind of just had to force yourself to make those progressions and get the results you you got. And in the most for the most part I did make some good solid progress with that. I definitely got stronger and uh, in most cases I was sufficiently recovered but not always. And um, that's the goal of the RPE scale is to have an alternative approach to percentage based lifting where it takes into account uh, fatigue and just you know life stresses and the fact that you can't always force yourself to make those pre-set uh, progressions with your training. Now the RIR, the reps in reserve method, is very similar to the RPE scale however slightly different and the RIR method is basically you complete a set and you say to yourself how many more reps could I have done? And essentially, we're looking for a reps in reserve goal. So once again, if you have zero reps in reserve, you, you've pretty much trained to failure, which is equivalent to an RPE 10. If you have one rep left in the tank, that's a one RIR, and that would be equivalent to a RPE 9. And then obviously, if you've got two reps in, left in the tank, it's a two RIR, and that would be equivalent to an RPE 8, right? So again, not training to failure in, in that circumstance, you've got two reps left in the tank. Now, when I train my clients in the gym, uh, you know, they'll do a set and it looks good, everything looks great. I'll ask them, I'll say like, hey, how many more reps do you think you could have done? And based on their assessment or their response, that will dictate to me or like suggest to me whether or not we should increase the weight, maintain the weight, or even go down in weight, depending on what they say. Now, in most cases, people learn, you know, their body, and uh, but early on, they don't always know, right? So as a coach, you have to kind of know what you're doing and, and you know, look for the cues to know that that was an easy set or, you know, that was really challenging and uh, etc. But by asking a client and also asking yourself, you know, how hard was that? How many more reps could, could I have done? It allows you to align that with a RIR or RPE and adjust things to suit what your target might be. So the reps in reserve is basically like, keep going with your reps until like a two RIR, right? So two reps in reserve, keep performing reps until you feel like you can only do two more. You know, RPE, uh, three RIR as an example, keep going until you feel like you can only do three more reps, right? Um, and the, the reps in reserve model 
is really cool. I, I really, really like it, especially during lockdown right now. And I want to explain to you guys, you know, the main difference that I've noticed with the RPE scale versus the RIR scale and why I've shifted more towards the RIR um, during lockdown, during, you know, this the current circumstances and why I will continue to use RIR uh, in my training programming as well as RPE uh, to an extent as well. So as you can probably tell, they, they are very, very similar. Uh, but at the same time, when you really think about it, they can be quite different. Uh, so when we think about the RPE scale, what we're doing is we're looking, for, we've got a set amount of reps that we want to hit, right? And we're looking to achieve, we're looking to find the right weight to achieve those reps at a certain intensity. So, you know, we want to get 10 reps and we want to have two reps left in the tank. We have to do the back squat or whatever exercise it is um, with a certain weight and self-assess and say, you know, was that two reps left in the tank or not? You know, was that an RPE eight or not? And adjust the weight up to suit and try to find the right load to suit that rep target um, and that RPE scale. So in that circumstance, the rep target is a fixed goal and the RPE target is a fixed goal. And we adjust the load to suit that rep target and that uh, intensity target or the RPE scale target or the submaximal lifting target, if you'd like to call it that. So the RPE scale is really about adjusting the load to suit the rep target and the intensity target. Now the RIR model, the reps in reserve model, is more about you know selecting your load and doing as many reps as it requires until you get to that um, load that sorry that intensity uh, level. So the two RIR, the three RIR, etc. So you know. With the RIR method, yes, you can still be like, hey, I want to get 10 reps. Uh, but if you exceed that, it's okay. You can just keep going until you are two reps in reserve, two reps away from failure. Um, and maybe you didn't do 10 reps, maybe you did 13 reps, and that's totally okay. Now, in some circumstances, in the, in the RPE circumstances, you'd be like, okay, well, I did 13 reps, and it was easy. I still could have done two more reps, which means I could have done 15 if it was failure, right? Um, you know, I could have done more, so maybe I should go heavier. Maybe I'll just go heavier. And that's what we do with the RPE scale, right? But what about what about the position or the time where you don't have the option to change the load? You are limited with how much weight you have available to you, or maybe you're doing banded exercises, or maybe you're doing body weight movements even, and you know you you far exceed the rep target, um, and you're nowhere near the RPE scale or the RPE target, and you can't add more weight. What do you do? That's when we use the RIR. That's when the RIR really shines because we can still exceed our rep focus and focus on not going to failure or hitting our prescribed reps in reserve model, um, and getting some great results from that. So the difference between an RPE and the RIR. Uh, on paper, like maybe the RPE, you do your squats, right? And you've adjusted your load a few times and you've hit 10 reps or close to 10 reps over every set um, because you looked at, that was your goal. Your rep target was, you know, 10 reps. With the RIR model, maybe you didn't have enough weight to add on to make it an RPE 8 or 2 RIR. So you've just used whatever weight you've got and you ended up doing 15 or 16 or 18 reps on your first set. And then your second set, 
obviously you're building some fatigue now, right? And in your second set, you're using the same load again because that's all you've got. And maybe you completed 13 reps. And then in your third set, maybe you got 13 reps again, or maybe it was down to 10 reps in that final set because fatigue has accumulated because your first set was a lot more reps, right? That is a very um, smart way of training because if you're doing body weight movements only, hypothetically, or you've got bands only, or you're very limited with your weight, and you do your exercise and you know you just do your prescribed 10 reps, every single set is going to feel so far away from failure because you, you're stronger and you could add more weight, but you don't have the weight available. Um, you could do more reps, but your program says to do 10. And this is where the RAR method comes in and you're like, okay, well, I'm not gonna be limited to the rep target. I'm going to be limited to my level of intensity and being, you know, my two reps away from failure or, you know, two reps left in reserve or three reps in, left in reserve, whatever it might be in your program. And your rep count can change uh, from set to set while your load that you're using is the same. So, you know, I feel like the RPE method is really good for those who are really focused on specific rep targets. More specifically, I would say those who are doing powerlifting where they're definitely looking to stay you know, in that three to six rep range, maybe three to 10 rep range for the most part, or even two to 10 reps for the most part. And, you know, they're looking to add more load. They're looking to get stronger. So they're going to add more load as often as possible and hit these rep targets because they want the weight to be as heavy as they can uh, to increase maximal strength. They want the reps to be low. Uh, whereas those who are more focused on, you know, bodybuilding, hypertrophy training, uh, mind-muscle connection, getting a pump, uh, you know, great range of motion, thinking about the right muscles to use, etc. They might actually benefit more on the RAR method, and even more so if you're limited with equipment or you're doing exercises which are not strength specific, um, but are you know really challenging and are effective in the higher rep ranges. Uh, so you know, you're like maybe your leg curls or your leg extensions, or you know, banded work, as I said things like that where you want to just hold the load, focus on good technique, allow yourself to push past any rep uh, target that you might have had in mind, but then also know that you're going to lose some reps in your you know, your follow-up sets because fatigue has built up. So, you know, they're both really good methods. Auto-regulation is a great, uh, you know, way of planning your training and working around uh, you know, different levels of fatigue and getting the best results possible over time and whilst minimizing injury and concern of injury. But whether you use the RAR method or the RPE method is entirely up to you. But I just wanted to explain the difference so people really understand that because, you know, in some cases, if your load is limited or your equipment is limited and you're trying to use the RPE scale, but you also have a rep target, you know, you might do push-ups and your program might say, three sets of 15 RPE eight, and then you do 15 and you think, you know what, I probably could have done an extra 10 or 20 of those push-ups. that was way too easy. Straight away, you, you're way off on the RPE target and way off on the level of intensity that the program like, you know, assumes or suggests. And uh, in that case, if you're trying to really push for the RPE focus and it was way too easy, you'd have to put weight on your back on that push-up and try to find the right load, you know, you know, to hit the rep target and, uh, you know, be really close to that IPE target as well. So 
RIR makes a lot of sense to me and um, it's something that I'm using with my clients right now and something that I will continue to use with my clients and myself uh, in you know most but not all circumstances and most but not all exercises. So for my clients who are doing powerlifting training, uh, you know we're going to use the IP a bit more for those bigger movements, the squats, the deadlifts, bench press, things like that, more strength specific training. We're probably going to lean towards the RPE more than the RAR because our main goal is to add more load and get stronger. And uh, that always happens in the lower rep targets, not exceeding our rep target and thinking, hey, I'm going to get really strong by uh, just doing the RAR method as a power lifter. And wow, my first set, I did 17 reps with this weight. Um, and that was a two IR. It doesn't quite work like that. So be smart about which one you choose to use, um, but also use both. And in general, we want to look to train progressively. So obviously we want to look to get better over time. And an example of progressive overload in regards to the reps in reserve model would be the first week you could do everything with three reps in reserve, right? Across all movements for all sets. Week number two, you could do everything with two reps in reserve, which obviously assumes that you're gonna be achieving more reps, obviously. Um, If not, going a little bit heavier, maybe. Uh, And then week three, you could go into, you know, one rep in reserve, or you could go into two reps in reserve again, with an additional set added to your training and that would be progressively overloading your body obviously with the ipe scale you could do uh, ipe 7 or 8 in week 1 ipe 8 in week 2 ipe 8 with more sets in week 3 and even ipe 9 if you want to as well to get closer to failure now we don't train to failure very often because whilst training to failure can definitely uh, result uh, in in strength progression and you know, building muscle, the level of fatigue that it actually, you know, gives off at the same time can actually hinder your ability to progress over time, recover from that, and also hit that same muscle again in that same week. So, you know, even though uh, training to failure does have some merit and we would we could use it, it's something that we would use a little bit less frequently. And the reps and reserve model or the RPE scale or training submaximally is what we really want to focus on for the most part with our training unless we are looking to test our one rep maxes where you know competing in a powerlifting event or strongman event or anything like that or you're doing a amrap set meaning as many reps as possible to test your you know maximal strength uh, abilities and see how many reps you can actually achieve on a certain weight so we need to understand that auto regulation is all about working around our levels of fatigue and fatigue shifts day to day but if we can improve our sleep, if we can improve our nutrition, if we can, uh, you know, reduce our overall stress, then training programming should be a little bit more, uh, you know, easy to dictate. And you should be able to be like, okay, well, last week I did three sets of five. Next week I'm going to do, uh, you know, four sets of five at 2% higher uh, load or 2.5% higher load or 5% higher load or whatever it might be. And you should be able to nail that, right? Um, you know, you should be able to look at your training log if you're not doing percentage-based training or anything like that and be like, last week I did this stuff, this week I'm definitely going to do better. And in most cases, it should happen if you've got all the boxes ticked uh, in regards to stress management and recovery and nutrition and sleep. Uh, But if you don't, that's when we start to auto-regulate our training. And uh, hopefully that made sense. This one went over 20 minutes, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, it can be a little bit uh, hard to understand and also hard to explain 
But just think to yourself, RPE is all about holding the rep target and adding more load or taking load away to make that rep target tough or like a goal. And RIR, reps in reserve, is more about doing more reps probably because you don't have the option to add more weight. And we're just looking to get that same level of effort in regards to almost close to failure, but not quite. And, uh, you know, we're open to reducing the reps performed with subsequent sets because fatigue is going to obviously build up over time. And that's it for me, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email me at physique.formation at gmail.com. You can add me on Instagram at Denver underscore Stain, or you can hit me up at www.physiqueformation.com.au.